Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 555. From November 13th, 1997, a Thursday night show with no guest. Just the love between the two hosts. And this is a new complete tape, replacing the very old and incomplete uh, Toby Dog recording. Quality in this is vastly superior, and it adds in the nearly 40 minutes of missing content. Dr. Drew tells the Maxi Priest and Shaggy story. The boys have a funny couples therapy riff. And Dr. Drew gets scolded for eating into the mic. Adam is truly on fire in this episode, and it's hilarious. And a note on upcoming recordings. It seems there's a gap in official tapes after 97. So we could either skip ahead to post-2000, where many of those shows are already online, and we'd really just be replacing them for better quality and some missing chunks here or there. Or we could continue and put the fan tapes in between 98, 99, most of 2000. In this feed, we will air the rest of 97, and there'll be one exception upcoming with the Alexandra Paul episode due to her two previous bookings, which we have incomplete versions of to relate to her booking in 97. And after that, it'll just be the remaining shows from 95, 96, a couple lost gems from 97, and we'll move on to 1998. As soon as we hit the end of uh, December 97, you'll see a bunch of old uh, 95 shows we never aired, the infamous No Doubt show, some other clips, some stuff from Adam's uh, very first week on the show. Really the only copies we'll ever have, so we might as well release it now, as opposed to sit on it forever and never share it with the fans. Each one of these fan tapes does take uh, at least three hours, sometimes above 90, as in the case for the upcoming Jackie Collins episode in 1998. That's a whole other story. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997, so the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow the show on Twitter, at Loveline, and podcast one podcast1.com, home of my favorite podcast, and podcast1 on Facebook and Twitter as well. Mahal, and get on. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Center discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes! Oh boy, it is Loveline. Uh, good timing on the computer screen. Uh, I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, and uh, tonight we're coming to you live from the fabulous Westwood 2 facility in Culver City. Westwood 2, home of the lowest chairs and the world's tallest mics. Ah, uh, thank you very much, Andrew. Oh, Mike. You're on top of your game. You must take a nap tonight. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Joey Lawrence from um, uh, the show that Joey Lawrence is currently on was supposed to be in here tonight, but uh, he is canceled because of his busy schedule of um, standing in front of the mirror and saying, Whoa! <laughs> he's on Monday night. Oh, he's on Monday. Yeah. He's right, well, let's not uh, dig dig too deep a grave Blossom. then. Blossom was the show. Blossom about. is where he blossomed, but he hit uh, he hit his peak, I believe, in the Lawrence Brothers show. Okay. Jesus Christ! I wish I had a couple of brothers so I could get a TV show. That's what I needed. That movies and right movies. Seems like everybody with a bunch of brothers gets. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I, nepotism would be would be a sportscaster. Oh. It'd be tremendous. Uh, I mean, my family is so worthless when it comes to anything. Uh, I mean, there's just they're just no help at all. And I and I don't have any uncles who own a uh, you know mattress store I can go down and talk to and cut me a deal. There's nobody who owns a used car lot. You know, everybody in their family has somebody they can hit up. There's that weird uncle that lives out in Kentucky. That's uh, just anything. You know, he's 
done with uh, with his jukebox phase of life, and he's going to send one out to you for your birthday or something. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't you have somebody in your family that you can hit up or that has some sort of just anything? Uh, the guy works uh, in, in the King's front office and sports you a few tickets uh, each season or some something. My family is totally worthless. Be- I, I can't even borrow a tool from them. But don't they come to you for tickets and things? Oh yeah. No, they don't. No. Now, I'll tell you one thing. That my family's smart. Do. My own family and I had a deal, which is uh, they didn't really do a whole lot for me growing up, and uh, but they wouldn't dream of ever hitting me up for anything now. So they, don't, they didn't give you anything? They don't ask for anything? No, whereas my friends uh, have uh, sort of the same deal, which is they didn't do jack for me growing up, but they want tickets to everything now. Right. Uh, and, by the way, they're all no count and uh, can't do anything for me. <laughs> I'm on the barter system, ladies and gentlemen. So, anyway, um, I have my mom, I have my dad, uh, a couple of step-parents, uh, grandma, grandpa, and um, somebody who I think is my uncle, but uh, now I hear it's like a third cousin. The point is, is if people work, it's uh, they, they barely work, and they do stuff like they work as an administrator to junior high. So, uh, possibly, um, I got an inside line on, like, some number two pencils and... Um, Maybe one of those desk mount, uh, slightly used desk mount uh, sharpeners or something. But other than that, there's just nothing. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't it be nice if uh, your folks just you know, owned a hardware store? Or... Oh, yeah, my, my, yeah, oh. Oh. oh, yeah, it's awesome. Of course. Oh, uh, Drew's wife's dad owns, what, a hardware store? Two hardware store. Oh. She just goes in on loads of stuff. That is such a store. If, you, if it were you. Oh, oh my God. My God. If you weren't such a wuss, could you imagine? You would be, if you were half a man, Drew... You would have married her just for that. Yeah, just loads Jeez, up. I got to rethink my relationship with her. <laughs> I got to start being nice she to her. Walks in, See if I can get to her dad. Pour stuff into. Oh head. my God! Yeah. See, even if my parents owned a, uh, and I'm so pathetic. I can't even understand what she's putting in the basket. Oh, unless, that, unless it's that batteries. Is so gay, Drew. I can understand batteries. I'll tell you something about my family. Even if they did own a hardware store, I'd probably I'd get about them. Eh, they give me like a four to eight percent family discount. There'd be no, uh, you know, supermarket shopping spree over, over at the. Uh, damn, I'm wrestling and with this uh, mic cord. Hardware stores, I, I never understood, never knew, have everything. Oh, they can. And they can order it too. Everything. Oh, oh. this hardware store. You uh, you bought that penis pump at a hardware store. <laughs> You got that ring at a hardware store? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Your wedding ring? Yes. I thought it was great. Are you effing me? No, I'm not. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, effing me? She ordered it through that. I can't believe your wife ordered your wedding rings through a hardware store. It's brilliant, but she ordered your ring? I encouraged it to. I thought that was... And and what is that? Like some sort of like three-quarter adapter or something? (laughs) Or is that an actual ring? It's a gold ring, yeah. Are you sure? Because it looks like a it looks like a grommet for a compression fitting. <laughs> she ordered a she ordered your wedding ring from a hardware store catalog. Yes. I, How I does have, she do that? She had she, these catalogs are you know a whole store. Yeah, but why do they have rings? I don't know. They had, they had a jewelry section. I'm gonna. Uh oh. Oh no! No. Oh, uh, it won't come off now, Drew. <laughs> That's it. Now I get I get to have sex with your wife tonight. <laughs> There's certain laws, Drew. Yeah. All right, now it won't go on. What kind of hands do you have? I can't even get that thing on my finger. Yeah, it's too bad the penis isn't the same size. All right, so uh, Joey Lawrence, uh, Monday night, and uh, Sunday night, Getty Watanabe from, uh, oh, Long Duck Dong, who's uh, now an ER. Yes, he used to be on 60. You know him 
from as the drunk Asian guy from uh, Sixteen Candles, and uh, now uh, you know him as the drunk Asian guy from uh, ER. He barfs a lot. In ER? Oh, good. I've uh, barfed a lot. We can share some barfing stories, or perhaps I can help him with his technique, his uh, on-stage barfing. All right, so Drew, are we ready to uh, yeah, press on? Hey, you know what? what? I'm uh, officially an adult tonight. Uh, let me figure I've, out why. I've um, escaped uh, adolescence, uh, teenager, and loserdom to become an official adult this evening. I'm trying to figure out why. Uh, you'll never guess. I bought a bed. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. That's official. Yeah. Because only uh, adults have beds. Right. Uh, I grew up or my buy beds. You can always get handed beds or fine beds. No, I didn't even get handed bed. beds. Yeah. That was considered a uh, extravagant luxury uh, for our family, the Corolla family. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we didn't have beds. Uh, uh, our headboard was uh, the wall that the bed was pushed up against. Uh, I have a queen size bed, and thanks for asking, which. Oh. But, my, you know, my self-esteem is so low that I actually sleep on, on about eh, 8 to 10 inches of it with one arm and one leg hanging off the other side because I grew up sleeping on... Uh, my, my parents had a, a, a chopstick upholstered, <laughs> and uh, that's what I grew up on. I never had anything larger than a uh, twin or a single, whatever the smallest bed. Uh, the, uh, I think uh, there was some sort of prison sale going on and my folks uh, bought it uh, bought, bought some sort of cot mattress from them but the point is is I now have a queen size bed that I can't utilize because I'm used to you know sort of sleeping on the corner but I got the headboard and the foot thing too oh boy so I am now an official adult this is one of the things I thought I would never own uh, would never spend money on and were only for other people but I'm feeling good about myself congratulations bro. all right so it uh, it's like a it's like a uh, bar mitzvah for uh, for an old atheist Mason. Yes. You're 20. Yes, I am. Uh, I have a. I first wanted to say that you might find this interesting. A lot of my friends tell me that I'm a hybrid between you and Drew. Oh boy. No, there there is no such thing. Uh, hi, that, that person uh, would ignite. Small penis, no sense of humor. Hey, how do you know? <laughs> no, I have the intellect of Drew, but the wit and sense of humor of Adam. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that Drew has intellect. I think he just reads a lot. Oh, that's pretty much me. And, and I'm not sure that intellect, sense of humor, and wit are different things. No, I think they're all covered. Yeah. I think intellect covers uh, most all of those. Yeah. yeah. All right, but anyway, Mason. Okay, my problem is that I don't have, whenever I masturbate, <laughs> if I masturbate to an image, mm -hmm. like a picture, I get really sick to my stomach, and I really start hating myself. Mm-hmm. Is, um... What's it a picture of? Um, naked women. Oh, okay. So like your, your general porn. Grandparents Why, getting what, it on. What are, the, what are the thoughts that go through your mind? I just, I feel like I'm degrading the woman. Oh. I mean, it's not like, you know, kitty porn or anything like that. Right. It's adult porn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm degrading that Have person. you had a relationship with a woman? Um, I haven't, I haven't been the most luckiest, but I haven't been the most pursuant in relationships either. You, uh, Does that mean you've never had a relationship with a woman? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like uh, Ollie but North have, on the stand. Uh, uh, I have lots of friends. and Oh, well, all right. that's, why is it that's you the same as having a relationship. You haven't been involved with a woman, do you think? Um, I think it's. I just haven't really gone out and really pursued having a girlfriend. Why not? Uh, I just... I'm. Hmm, that's a good question. It's just... 
Hold on a second. I, um, this guy's an intellect of you and the uh, <laughs> the comedic sensibilities of me. Uh, this guy can't form a sentence. Jesus Christ, Drew, do we sound this bad? Mm. Really? We well, can't sound this bad. You know, there's a, there's a commercial ripped us off here in California. Yeah, I heard that on the right end. Is it, was that us? I, it kind of sounded like us. Yeah. And although, I, again, I didn't realize I was that bad. That's what, that's what went through my mind. I realized All right, so Mason, are, are you a religious guy? Uh, no, I have no religious qualms about it. I, mean, I don't go to church. So. All right, here's what I would bet. Uh, what about your folks? Did they thrust anything upon you? Uh, no, they, they're normal parents. I've never been sexualized early on in my life. I think you really idealize women. And if you over-idealize, if, you, if you're looking for this over-idealized uh, person, it can be rather overwhelming, and you can really sort of lose yourself in a relationship. If yeah, but I used to do that when I was 20, but I, yeah, I, I doubled up on the masturbation and the pornography. Yeah, but but may, maybe Mason has what, the same element, same issues, but huge. Maybe uh, they're worse. Mm -hmm. And you compensated for it by masturbating excessively. He has a different reaction to it. Thank Did you call me Mason? Well, that's what's up here on the wall. On the oh, board. Nathan. Nathan, okay, Nathan. Uh, yeah, Nathan? Yeah. Uh, do you like the large breasts? Yeah. That that's one of the most attractive qualities on a woman. Mm, is it, really? Are you afraid to get in a relationship? Um, I don't really have a fear, but I think it does have a lot to do with my mom, because she's always been perfect. No, bad. Early on in my life, I thought she was, but then I, then she's. Which is sort of typically what causes this. In fact, is it? But now she's nuts. But what happens is, is a child. If a child is encounters a very disturbing, annihilating uh, relationship with a parent yeah. at the right at the right age, like between two and five sometimes, they yeah. will often retreat into an idealized memory or idealized sense of the mom prior to that. And it can uh, be very disturbing. I, 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 Drew, here's the thing about hanging out with you five nights a week. You realize no matter what direction you go with your kids, you're going to screw them up. Yes. I am going to have uh, Bill Cosby raise my kid. Uh, the second my kid comes out, I'm dropping it off at uh, the yeah. Cosby home. And I'm going to let uh, his his nanny raise them because uh, I know I'm going to screw them up. Yes, no matter what you do, you can't do it perfectly. And you know what I think I'm going to do with my kids? Uh, you know how you have uh, like a wet nurse or a nanny or an au pair? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to hire a therapist. To live with you. Why don't you marry one? No, then you have really no, up they're all effed up. They're yeah. all nuts. Yeah. Uh, believe me, I come from a family of therapists. Um, no, I'm going to hire a therapist who um, who can change a sheet and do a diaper and that kind of thing. You pay him a little extra. I'll keep but an the, eye on you. The HMOs are going to be a lot looking for work. This may be interesting. Yeah, this is this is great. Utilize the talents. Right. Hillary. Hello. You're 25. Yeah. Um, I've been dating my fiancé for over two years, and in July I found out I had a heart condition. And I've been considering breaking off our engagement because it's really hard on him. What do you mean know. it's hard on him? He, he just is not handling it. Why? What does he do? Um, he's like kind of withdrawn. He won't, he doesn't like to be close to me. Uh, does he think you're going to die? Yeah. What is the heart condition? Dilated cardiomyopathy. Uh-oh. Drew made a face. Yeah. That's pretty bad, right? That's a yes, toughie. That's a toughie. What what is the diagnosis? It's it's a, a diffuse disease of the heart muscle. What's where, that? Where the muscle, you know, the heart is a muscle that contracts and about 60% of each beat, 60% of the blood in the chambers with each beat will move forward. Myopathy is when the muscle starts to mm -hmm. deteriorate. Right. And maybe only 10 or 20% 
of the blood volume will move forward with each beat, and you get heart failure and rhythm disturbances. It can be relevant. so your blood is it's like the pump is uh, it, not putting and, out. Right, it's a pump failure, and it is uh, very unusual at a 25 year old. What do they think it's from? Um, they said it's idiopathic. That they have, they don't know. Are they thought thinking about heart transplant for you? Yeah, I'm actually on the donor list. So. Right. Right. Uh, you're, you're the person for whom heart transplant will work and it is designed for. I mean, like uh, young, uh, healthy people? Young, healthy people. Well, relatively when, 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 as healthy as you can be when you need a new heart. Right. Yeah. Uh, do those, uh, so you're, you're praying some guy buys it on a motorcycle? or How do you, how do you know when you're, when wear, you're next? How long do you, you wait? Do you wear a beeper? Yes, I do. She wears a beeper and the heart comes up. There she goes. Really? Yeah. And, uh, hey, can you have a man heart? Yep. I think. Can't you? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to change your voice or um, anything like that? No, it just has to be a... A match. It has to match. Do they have to find someone who waves about the same? No. Like she couldn't have Rosie Greer's heart? But you can't have like a, like a child's heart. Right. You right. You have somebody with an adult heart. Oh, boy. Uh, how long... Do they give you a certain amount of time to live? Um, well, my heart um, is deteriorating like really fast. They don't what, know why. What's your ejection fraction? Um, huh? If I don't... They, they're pulling me off the donor list if, when my heart gets too bad. Why? Because you start to, your kidneys start to fail. Right. Yeah, you, this, uh, yeah, but you're going to be a while before that. What's your ejection fraction now? They're giving me four to six months. No, come on. What, what is your ejection fraction now? I don't know. Hold on a second. Let me yell at Drew. Uh, Drew, would you like to repeat the phrase ejection fraction I, uh, one it, more it time me, so that we can all uh, go into a tailspin what here? What we're dealing with, where, what state I know, of but, situation Okay, so you and her will know, and meanwhile, no, all the uh, stone kids in Minneapolis. No, uh, look, I, I, I don't, what's going on? I don't, what does that mean? Well, if she has like a 40% ejection fraction, then she's got a lot of room to, to go. What is the... All right, let me ask one more time. What is the ejection... Remember I was talking about the amount of faction. blood that's pumped for with each beat? Right. That's the fraction that's ejected with each beat. Ejection okay, fraction. so normal 60. 60. Now, what's uh, uh, really bad? 20 and below. Okay, so we got to find out what that number is, right? Right. right. She doesn't know, though. Mm, you don't know what it is? Hillary? You're not sure. Aren't, aren't, okay. Now, now, are you freaked out about this? Um, yeah, I, I really, I don't know what to think. I mean, there's not anything I can do. I mean, I have to go in every week. But it's, my heart is just, it's failing. Uh, As of, how long has your boyfriend been around? For two years. Are you two surprised years. that he's kind of uh, reacting in, in some way? I didn't think he was going to react like this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's just uh, he's just freaking out. He's just protecting but, himself. But, I mean, he, he's got a belly up because uh, something, be uh, yeah. uh, you know, tragic happens to Hillary. Then he's going to have to live with that for the rest well, of his he's life. he's got to be. She, look, she needs him, and he's just got to be there. That's all. It's not about him right now. I understand the sort of a natural reaction to self-preservation and try to protect his own feelings, but the fact is she needs him now, and she, he's got to be there. All right, but... She still has bigger fish to fry than this a-hole anyway. Yeah. But, you All know, right. it really helps. All right. Well, what can she tell him? You know what I mean? Get that get that transplant, boy. Hillary, can I talk a little more to her? Why don't you talk to her off the air? All right. All right. Tom. Hi. How you doing? Good. Um, I had a couple questions for you guys. Uh, my well, first question was... Uh, where are you from, Tom? I'm Downey. Boy, we have the world's <laughs> stupidest <laughs> listeners. I so absolutely love this. The, the, he sounds like the guy the television show. Uh, uh, Balky? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, he was too believable. I don't think it's uh, Bronson Pinchot. Tom? Yes. 
I'm going to ask you again. And uh, here's the game we're going to play. Okay. I'm just going to keep asking where you're from. All right. Where are you from, Tom? Downey. Okay. Just going to keep going. Not going to explain the rules. Where you hail from, Tom? Uh, Downey. Mm -hmm. Where are you from, Tom? Downey. Where? Downey. Where's that? Downey. Where are you from? Downey. Where are you from originally? Oh, like, I'm from Puerto Rico. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Who said the Puerto Ricans aren't smart? Come on. It only took him 15 Downey replies before we got to his country of origin. Oh. Yes. All right. Um, All right. See. Okay. Okay. I have the question now. Yes, Mr. Concrete. Right. No, listen. We're going to go to break. Actually. Okay. Oh no! Tease us with your question, then we'll go to break. All right. Uh, well, my first question was: I recently got a proposition. To oh, we got. We, hold on. We got to beef up the borders, Jerome. This is. Uh, this he's he's, uh, he's weakening the herd this time. All right. Uh, sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Um, I recently got a proposition to start a career as a porn film star. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to talk to you guys to see if you talk to people that have been in the industry already and if they have uh, negative or positive experiences from that. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to ask you guys, what are the consequences of getting a penis enlargement? <laughs> okay, Tom. Uh, we're going to put you on hold. All right. All right. Uh, stay there. Okay. Uh, don't, uh, don't handle anything sharp. Okay, uh, I won't. Fixate on something shiny, <laughs> and we'll go to break. And I, I'm guessing, uh, see, what a lot of guys don't understand is they're probably talking about gay porn. Because uh, guys usually uh, have to break in through the um, behind route before they get into the straight stuff. Because the thing about uh, porn is the, the guys who are in the porn uh, industry, uh, your Ron Jeremy's, uh, your Peter North's, uh, your Tom Byron's, uh, of course, the uh, legends like uh, John Leslie, guys like this, um, they never leave. Don't give up their job. Ron Jeremy should have been, they, he, he should have been drummed out of porn in the uh, late 60s. Here's a guy, I mean, you've never seen a man look worse naked than Ron Jeremy. I really haven't. I mean, I, I'd rather watch uh, my dad uh, hump my grandmother than watch uh, Ron Jeremy uh, on top of a woman. But the point is, is they never leave. So there's no room. There, there's no turnover. Whereas the women, they turn over constantly. And they, you know, they, they get their coke habit cleaned up or something, and they toss them out, or they have a kid, or, uh, you know, they kill themselves, or whatever it is. But, the, you know, they're good for like two or three years in the business, and there's a lot of turnover. It's actually one of the more attractive aspects of porn. But uh, the guys, they're there. I mean, it's like I've never met Ron Jeremy in my life, but I feel like we're, we're brothers. Uh, like I know everything about him. Know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Name one porn star, Drew. Ron quick. Jeremy. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Tom and help him uh, get launched in his uh, career of gay porn. From the writer of The Devil Wears Prada and the director of 500 Days of Summer. Who doesn't love those two films? These people have gotten together and created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's what's being called a demented take on the modern musical raunchy original songs starring and co-created by the internet sensation Rachel Bloom. And yes, she can sing. Yes, she can dance. The Hollywood Reporter names Rachel Bloom, quote, one of TV's 10 hot stars to watch. 
The new series USA Today says, quote, maybe fall's most promising comedy. Critics agree. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, quote, something to sing about. Check it out. The trailer at CWTV.com. It's an incredible new series. Chances are you've been or been around a crazy ex. And this particular story, Rebecca Bunch, always a little goofy, particularly about one guy, very first love. Then she gets a second chance 10 years later when she meets him again. She's leaving a dream job in New York to follow this dream man to West Covina. Yes, West Covina. You guys know where that is, next to Covina. Used to have friends that hung out there in the high school. Series premiere is Monday, October 12th at 8, 7 central on The CW. Hey, this is John Popper from Blues Traveler, and you're listening to The Love Line, where love likes to hang out. All right. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Joey Lawrence is not here tonight. He'll be in on Monday. And here comes Drew, fresh off the phone. Drew, were you talking to that uh, poor girl with the heart problem over the phone? Yeah, what happened? Can't, I can't bear to hang up on her. I keep going to talk some more of it. It's just a just an amazing situation. Oh, all right. Well, let's move she's forward. A, she's a virologist. I would worry that she's a... She's a virologist? A virus. I mean, to me, uh, to me, when I, when I think of a young person with a cardiomyopathy, it's a virus that does that. And I worry that maybe she got exposed to something. And who knows? She's a vir- virologist? Studies viruses. No oh, boy. Does that take any kind of particular training or just a good note? She's at the University of Chicago. Uh, I think in my next life I'm going to study. Tom? Yes. You're 20? Yeah. You're from uh, Downey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I live in Downey. Right, right. <laughs> Glad we straightened that out. So uh, you want to get into the porn industry? Uh, well, I'm thinking about it. I've been giving it some thought, you know, for the last month or so. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to get the facts before... I entered the industry because I do not want to regret it later down the line, you know. How can right. you not regret Come that? back and haunt you like when you're... Uh, yeah, when I do get married. Working that menial job and on the floor of some uh, factory. <laughs> you don't want to take a ribbon from, like, the foreman? Yeah. Yeah. Tom, what do you think your porn name might be? Um, I don't know, Tom the Bomb or... Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't... I haven't given it much thought. Where yeah, you don't have to use your real first name if this is, in fact, your real first name. Yeah, it is my first name. I, I think the only shot he has is playing the ethnic card. Well, you didn't talk to him about the, the homosexual stuff yet, whether he's agreeable to that. You have to do at least 150 gay uh, porns before you can break into the heterosexual ranks, or two snuff films. Uh, you pick. Uh, no, thank you. Alright, so... the. Uh, how, how do you figure you're going to break in, Tom? Oh, well, actually, uh, an agent talked to me, and she said that um, I fit the profile, you know, that had the right looks, you know, for the industry. Mm-hmm. So she gave me a card, and then I later went to her office, and, um, you know, she said if I ever want to enter the industry, mm-hmm. all I had to do was talk to her, and she would get me into it. Where did she see you and walk up to you? Oh, uh, well, I guess it was... Uh, Oh, she was, I was working at a restaurant, and um, I was hair waiter. And what we, a bizarre... That's going to be the name of his first gay uh, porn, head waiter. <laughs> <laughs> How about a side of ranch with that, uh, Tommy? 
Nah, All right. no thanks. All right. No, thank you. Tom, she's talking about gay porn. No, 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 no. She wasn't talking about gay porn. I'm How sure. do you know? Did I'm she, sure. Did she specify heterosexual porn? Yeah, definitely. She did? Yeah. Have you ever heard the word heterosexual before? Yes, I have okay. heard the word heterosexual All right. before. All right. Well, I say you go under uh, the um, the um, name, let's say, like the Puerto Rican Marauder or something like that. You got to play the ethnic card, otherwise, it's going to be uh, it's too much competition uh, out there. Yeah. All right. I say go for it. Um, I don't think uh, I don't I don't think it's going to haunt you at all. Mm. What the hell's mad with you? Well, why? Well, what the hell's Tom going to do? He does a few porn movies. <laughs> All right. All right. Drew uh, agrees. Yeah, wait, wait. It's your calling. Uh, uh, yeah, that's enough. Weren't you the other one the other night, mm. two nights ago, going, what kind of show are we, we uh, developing here? What, what, how, why do we answer these questions? Remember that? That was yeah. you, wasn't it? Or do you have an evil twin or something? I, uh, or a more sensible twin? I rethought that uh, stance I took. Kelsey. Hi. You're 17. Yeah. Um, I have a pimple-type thing on my vagina. And I was just wondering what it could be. She's, uh, probably a Bartholin's gland cyst. They, they're all there are multiple little glands in that area mm -hmm. that can become sort of clogged and infected and cystic, mm -hmm. and then they'll break loose. And no, okay, come on, Drew. I got to masturbate later, please. Let's right. not um, get too crazy. But it is something here. you ought to see have a, see a doctor about because they can really be quite quite infected sometimes. Really? Yeah. Well, where 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 is it located? It's like kind of up on the top, like next to my clitoris. Oh boy! Yeah, take hot. Is bath. that on the inside or the outside? Oh, the outside. Take hot baths in the meantime, and uh, there's uh, lots of little sort of carbuncles and things that can develop in that area. But I shouldn't be too worried. No. Okay. But hot baths, hot baths. Okay. Well, how do you know it's not something, Drew? I mean, maybe she was with uh, some some um, you know, is it a painful? crazed drug addict or something. It, no, not really. I mean, like when I, uh, when I like push on it, it it's yeah. like kind of it's just like a pimple really it's not it's not ulcerating or anything of that sort. no yeah i mean somebody needs to look at it you got a boyfriend yeah mm -hmm. where's he been <laughs> not around okay all right drew i drew usually goes right to the std but you're not going there this time she said it looked like there's not stds don't look like a pimple they look like ulcers they're yeah. craters typically mm -hmm. yeah. or, or blisters and that sort of thing not pimple typically all right leslie yes you're 28 What's going on? Um, over probably the last year, I've caught my six-year-old, well, she was five at the time, she's now six, rubbing herself, um, almost to the point, like she's been masturbating, I've caught her, she's been real sweaty, red. My husband and I both have discussed it, and we don't know if it's something normal. Yes. It is? It is. <laughs> to a point. To a I point. Mean, I say probably over the last year I've caught her maybe at the most four or five times. Uh, does she stop when you catch her? Yeah, and I've questioned her about it, um, but she clams up on me. She doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. I get frustrated, and so does she. And It's going to be know. one of those uh, great stories when she's like uh, 26, 27, and her and her fiancé are over for Thanksgiving, and... Uh, Leslie has, uh, you know, half a bottle of Chianti and starts running a little loose at the jaw. This is going to be one of those great stories. Uh, moms always have a couple of good ones they can uh, yank out, just embarrass the hell out of you in front of uh, whoever you've brought over for dinner. Leslie, this will be good for that. Uh, until then, it uh, doesn't seem to be a problem, Drew? I, I don't think so. I mean, young girls particularly, and sometimes guys, will self-stimulate. Not to orgasm, typically. They really don't have that function capability yet. 
but just because there is a there is some pleasurable sensation with it, so they will mess around. Yeah, I don't think I did much of that. I, I was waiting. Usually, usually I was waiting much. for the payday, and, and then I, would, I got involved. I definitely would not yell at her about it, make her feel bad about it, that sort of thing. I mean, that that that's how you. How about uh, you know, Drew? One of my inventions, Leslie, and you may want to use utilize this one is, uh, you know, that. Uh, collar they put on dogs uh, so they can't get to their parts uh, you know if there's an infection or something like that that the vet puts on them what about like um you know george jetson's wife um trixie jetson or what the hell was jane. her name jane drew oh, oh. <laughs> in, a, in a, a rare moment of clarity everybody yeah like her skirt look what about something like that for for youngins would that be a sensible draw they could still frauderize Mm, how about spraying their hand with uh, apple bitters or something no, like that? No, but they can still rub up against things. Uh, they'd have to use their hands. Okay. You I'm going to give this a little more thought, uh, Leslie. But it appears to be okay. Okay. Drew, um, Drew's give it uh, the big thumbs in. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Tiffany. Yeah, hey. Hey, you're 18. Yep. Um... I have a problem with um, getting into abusive relationships, and well, it's easy. Just uh... <laughs> oh, I see. You're you doing you're doing it repeatedly. Yeah, I've only had about two relationships that I haven't been physically and um, verbally abused. Mm -hmm. You want to gamble, Dora? <laughs> too easy. Too easy. Yeah. I don't know. No injury. It could be too obvious. And when I. But but what's the extent of the abuse? That could be the question. All right, let's get specific. I. All right, uh, hold on there, Tiffany. We're going to gamble on your past. Okay. It's uh, it's quite an honor to be gambled on here on Love Life. Okay. People used to resent it. Now they look uh, forward to it. Tomorrow. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like making Blackwell's list or something. There's a uh, certain dubious distinction. Uh-oh. No, why do we bother if you're not Oh, Christ, you're so cheap, Drew. I dropped... No, oh, look, I, dro ah, right. I dropped five bucks down here yesterday or the day before. Right, and you required change. You're damn right I want to change. Putting your kids through college. All right, um, Tiffany. And by the way, I hmm. always make sure I carry a dollar on because of all the abuse you leveled towards me at one point. Hmm. All right, so I'm just no. a little back. All right. Away. Well, part of that was meant for Joey Ramone, who didn't have any money. You know, really uh, steams me when these no, big celebrities like come in ago, here. They don't I, have I've any money. I carry a dollar in my wallet. Okay. Just for this. All right. Uh, you want to gamble when we come back? No, do it now. Okay. Go. You go first. Uh. uh she was physically abused by an alcoholic dad beginning at a very young age mm -hmm. um, and became sexually abused then like around seven, eight by cousin, something like that. Mm -hmm. and then probably what, was, uh, what was his name? Joey. And it's probably a, a rape around age 12. How about that? Okay. Um, boy, that's a, that's a fair amount of abuse there, Drew. Just guessing. And, you know, here's the sad thing about this gambling is Drew's really pulling uh, for that buck. He's just, he's got his fingers crossed. God willing, she was raped at 12. Uh, I'm going with, um, uh, I'm going with just uh, physical abuse. Get specific. I said that starting at a young age. Um, what kind of physical uh, No, all right. I, I'm, I'm taking your bet, but I'm going no sexual abuse. Okay. All right? All right. And I'm saying it went on. You're saying it went on. All right. Tiffany? Uh, wait, wait, don't talk. we got to go to break. Okay. All right? All right, I want you to think about your answer. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we come back, we'll uh, figure out who's, uh, who's taking home the big box. 
BlindsGalore.com wants you to know what custom means to them. It means a perfect shade of blinds that will fit perfectly into your window. They aren't cut up with a saw by someone hoping to make them the right size. They are hand-built from scratch, created just for your windows based on the specifications you send them. BlindsGalore.com is a pioneer of custom window treatments. They've covered over 2 million windows, and of course, they're counting more. Don't bother with the stress of going out to a store. BlindsGalore.com can do this all at home, you, yourself. It's ridiculously easy. You can save a ton. Their expert customer service team is happy to walk you through the process of designing and measuring. No, whatever you need, they've got the help there. New blinds, new shades, the easiest way to block out the heat. And whether you need more privacy just to sleep in or to cool down or just to fix up a room, blinds look cool. Blinds Galore has just what you are looking for. BlindsGalore.com. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hi, this is Shaggy. Mm, Mr. Lover, Love up front and personal, and you're listening to Love Line uh, with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Got it going on up close and personal. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm so happy I don't have a rap. Uh, because uh, the problem is when you get a rap, you got to do it all the time or people get pissed off. Huh. I just have the nasal rap going. Hey, Drew, was Shaggy the guy who got pissed off at you and left? No, Shaggy's the guy I like, and it was, uh, who was the other guy? I didn't know the other guy. Maxi Priest or something. No, Maxi Priest? That's one guy, right? I always thought that was a band. I did, too. I didn't really know. I didn't know. And so... Maxi Priest was on here with Shaggy one night. I wasn't around. No, you were off that night or something. Um, and... Anyway, Maxi Priest um, got pissed at Drew because um, didn't respect he didn't show him the uh, proper respect, and he left. The respect, the, 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 what I did was talk too much to Shaggy, who was a friend, a nice guy. Like You're very Shaggy. offensive, Drew, please. I could understand. I don't blame him a bit. It's weird. Uh, and Maxi Priest, the, the, he's like a reggae guy, right? Yeah. Oh, he, he didn't just... It's uh, kind of bizarre when these guys that smoke a kilo of weed uh, a week get uptight about... Uh, you know, etiquette. And, and let me tell you, he was uh, n not mellow. <laughs> he was. He wasn't. Oh, remember that? Like, like scary, hostile. Jeez. My plan is to have everyone so stoned that they, I can just uh, beat them into submission and he take over the pacing. world. He was pacing in the hall and then had to go outside for fresh air because he was so mad. Well, yeah, he must not have been stoned. So he must have his connection must have dried up or something. That is not the work of a stoned man. Just imagine this guy drunk, oh. like uh, one upside your head with a folding chair. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, when we left off, we were talking to Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany's 18. Tiffany has a uh, cycle of bad relationships. I went uh, with uh, physical abuse. Drew went with uh, physical abuse, uh, sexual abuse, and um, rape. Rape. And uh, my buddy Larry in the next room went with uh, absent dad. <laughs> So everyone's just getting in on this one. So that's why there's three bucks out there, Drew. Tiffany? I feel so special. <laughs> it is an honor. It really is. Yes. Um, sorry to say, Dr. Drew, but... Um, yes. <laughs> um, I was not sexually abused when I was older. Um, my dad, ever since I can remember, was really abusive and... Physically? Yeah. Yes. And when he was there, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, family, uh, but w w did your folks get divorced? Just this last summer, we had to move out because um, he had guns out to my mom and my head. Oh, nice. 
and he's just moved out this last summer. And were you were you ever raped or sexually no, assaulted? <laughs> True, you're not getting the money. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just I'm, curious. She said no. I'm sorry, Drew. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I also picked up on the physical abuse too, and I assume. No, Drew, you you did. You did more than uh, you, you gave a multi answer. I just went with the easy one, but uh, I'll take the three bucks anyway. Thank you. But it's like when I get in a relationship that's not abusive, I feel I'm not good enough to be in that relationship, right. and I need to get you, out and get into another. You sabotage it. You see, your dad uh, threatened you and your mom with a gun. Yeah. What's your dad do? Does he work around metal? No, he's a United Food and Commercial Workers Union rep. Uh, union rep, huh? Yep. Mm. One of those freaks. Uh, and he and he's violent. Has he ever been um, had the cops called on him or anything? Yeah, he did because he um, came to school like last week and he like totally drugged me out of class physically. And the paper we have a restraining order that he can't come to school. And he drugged me out of class physically. And what about even even like during open house? Yeah. Okay. He can't even come then. Is he drink? I don't think so. I've never seen him drink. All right, so it's good that you're away from this guy, right? Uh, yeah, so far. Mm. He's like, I don't know. He's still being a... All right, I, I would stay as far away from this guy as possible. Yeah, but the thing is, he's like, well, why don't you come see me and put these guilt trips on me? It's I feel guilty. And it's oh, Tiffany, please. Ugh. I hope he uh, kills him, uh, sh shoots himself like uh, cleaning his gun. Get in one of these relationships where you feel uncomfortable and force yourself to stay in it and talk to your boyfriend at the time about your ambivalence about staying in because of your past and see if you can... Get into a relationship where you feel uncomfortable and force yourself to stay in it. Yeah. yeah. Re realize, that, All right. you know, make a very careful I know it's story. retarded logic, but it makes sense. Because and, and if it see, doesn't feel good to you, chances are uh, it's a good relationship. And real change is always very painful. And if you're able to make real change, maybe you can make a genuine connection with a, with some guy and have a decent relationship. Okay, but you're you're 18. You know what's going on. You know where this is emanating from. And uh, let's be honest, it's going to be a few more uh, bad relationships uh, yeah. before you get into a good one. And just hopefully, there's no permanent she'll damage. Pick, she'll pick the nice guy, be uncomfortable, stay in it, and he'll turn into an abusive guy. Mm, no, you can't convert a nice guy into an abusive what guy. What is he'll actually be the abusive guy? Ah. She wouldn't have been able to stay in it at all. Uh -huh. Oh, I feel foolish. But three bucks richer, Ryan. Yeah, hey, Adam, Drew, how you doing? Good. Good. Ed, Adam, I uh, think you're the one of the funniest guys on earth, and Drew, uh, congratulations for putting up with him. Thank you. Um, about four or five weeks ago, I was uh, carving a jack-o'-lantern and sliced my hand up pretty good, um, and I'm now I'm in a like a kind of a cast or whatever you want to call it and uh had to start uh, masturbating with my left hand and my right hand and i have enjoyed a pretty monogamous relationship for my entire life and uh i've had a girlfriend who is hold on mike's losing it back here. i like to invent some sort of uh, master masturbation friendly cast ah. if i was an orthopedic surgeon that's that would be uh first on my list of things to do uh forget about the scoliosis and osteoporosis, a cast uh, you can masturbate in with some sort of uh, lifelike. Uh, even <laughs> I'd even put a little hair between around the oh, thumb please, and forefinger. Please, I really would. Please, you are disgusting. You oh, and uh, uh, like uh, spray a little, a little bottle of scent you could spray on there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, that'd be. Uh, come on, this is a money maker, Drew. It's not like one of your great ideas. Some sort of uh, uh, forearm uh, lube dispenser or something where if you uh, sort of knot your forearm up, you get a little injection of uh, water-soluble lubrication. Oh, I could make millions. 
The Handicast. Mike, um, um, uh, do something on the Internet. All right. So, uh, Ryan, you switched hands. Yeah, hey, I wish I could get one of those casts. Cause, uh, you see? Go- <laughs> this is what's going on. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we've been together about three and a half years, and uh, we've I've always been with good sex life, no problem there. Just lately, and coincidentally, um, sex life has really gone down the hill, kind of from my end, just my attitude to, about it, and I'm wondering if this is a coincidence or not. It's kind of silly, but uh, I'm wondering if, uh, if the two things might be related somehow. The the fact that you aren't masturbating as much or that no, you've I'm, switched no, hands? I'm still, I'm, no, I'm masturbating. I use about twice, two or three times a week, kind of in general, and... Uh, now I moved over to my left hand. It's it's kind of a weird thing, you know. It kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. It's kind of you know, it's a, it's a new but is it new still... horizons, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, this relation, the sex life is kind of. Is, all right, listen, Ryan. Yeah. Is it still two or three times a week? Yeah, it's still the same. How, but he's how jealous. Mu- how much longer does it? Uh, right side is jealous. Shunning his right hand. Oh, <laughs> how long? Yeah, how I... long does it take now? Has it uh, doubled the time? Um, it took it took a while to get used to, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm getting a little better now, but uh, yeah, it was taking longer. I had to think a lot harder. It's See, lot this is uh, this is why this is the American spirit, Drew. It really is. Hey, you know what I'm saying? This no. is why this is the greatest nation in the world, uh, overcoming adversity. And this is really just uh, I'm just heartbroken by this one. Uh, um, uh, this, is, this is a toughie. Yeah, a weaker breed would have just uh, folded up tent and left town, but not you, Ryan. You uh, switched hands, so you you uh, pass the torch off to your right hand, or um, pardon me, your left hand, and uh, continued uh, working away on your penis diligently. This, uh, this is the kind of guy that went working for me. Of course, you'd have uh, to uh, clock out before you went to the bathroom. What is going on with your relationship with your girlfriend? Well, we actually, Drew, she's, in a, she's a second-year medical student, mm-hmm. and uh, so as you, she's pretty busy. Yeah. Um, our sex life, we live together, we have sex maybe uh, once or... I'm pretty happy if it's twice a week, and yeah. uh, I've been happy with that for the last couple of years. That hasn't really been an issue. Um, we enjoy each other a lot, and what's going on is lately that isn't really enough. I mean, I guess I've, I've noticed myself being so that makes more sense, frustrated right? more right. often right. when we can't so have sex. All right, that makes sense. You're not gratified with the techniques you've been using to sort of keep yourself disarmed, so to speak. You actually would like to have sex more than twice a week, and now that's more of an issue once again, and that's becoming a point of stress between the two of you, and that's understandable. That would make the relationship uh, uh, change. And I'll tell you something. You you start pushing on a woman to do that, and guess what happens? You've mentioned this before, Adam, right? Mm-hmm. You, right, I was working out the handicast in yeah, my look, mind's you start, eye. You start pushing a woman to have more sex. They tend to push back even further. Right. Yeah. Joey. Hey, guys. Hey, 21. Yes. Yeah. Um, here's my problem. Basically, uh, I'll be at work, and, uh, you know, for no reason whatsoever, I mean, I won't see a good-looking girl or nothing, but I'll get an erection. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that, you know, it, at work I have to stand up sometimes, and I'm wearing slack, and I have a t- tent pitched, and so I don't exactly want to stand up all the time. Mm-hmm. And I can't get it to go down. I can't, I mean, I try to think of cars or something else, and... Mm. Could you um, go on disability for this, Drew? I don't think this so. This is a pretty viable reason uh, another, why it couldn't work. Uh, another overwhelming problem for humanity. Yeah. Boy, this is a tough one. Where do you work, Joey? I work at a, a courthouse. Mm-hmm. And what do you do there? I work at an information desk. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how often do you have to stand up? I, I notice uh, most uh, uh, employees of the uh, city or state uh, rarely stand up. They usually uh, somewhere around then 12, 12.30 when the lunch truck goes by. But uh, other than that, I don't see them doing a whole lot of movement, at least uh, none that I've seen. But uh, you have to stand up like point out uh, directions and stuff? Something along that, along that line. Mm, and you don't have anything shielding your penis? I'm afraid not. Mm. This didn't happen in high school or anything like that? No, this not is, this really. Is, this is a new problem. Um, fairly recent, yes. All right. What can you do about it, Drew? Think about Vietnam? What do you think, Drew? It needs a relationship. Are you are you getting any sex, Joey? Um, with myself. <laughs> I'm not sure that counts. Uh, Joey? Yes. Um, I want you to, um, um, I don't know. I don't care. I'm done with Joey. Thank you. You're right. Thank you. Boy, I don't like this maturity thing, Drew. I think I'm outgrowing even the uh, spontaneous erection calls. It's really sad. At the tender age of 13. So let, let me do I, I should say 33. <laughs> Joey uh, cast me back to uh, 13 in those tender years of spontaneous erections. I, I never get the spontaneous erection anymore. Do you? Well, I, you masturbate so damn much, I'm surprised you ever get an erection, period. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you're a genius, Drew. And, and stop knocking me. All right, uh, when we come back, what are we going to do, Drew? Why don't you sell the hell out of the next call? I want to talk to Hillary again. And we'll talk to her off the air. No, I'll talk to her on the air. Well, what are you going to talk to her about? She has a, Her she's heart's still, bad, and she's, she's still worrying the, about the boyfriend. Oh, she is? Yeah. Yes. I, I feel real bad because she's in real bad shape and everything, but we already talked to her for a while. Again. <laughs> All right, and don't eat any more of my granola bar. All right, All right we'll be back. Everyone, please rise. Court is in session. Hi, it's Judge Janine Pirro, and I want to invite you all to check out my brand new podcast, Due Process with Judge Janine. I've got the background and experience to bring you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Join me and my co-host, Terry Trespicio, as we cover the hottest legal stories and breaking news. And remember, you do have the right to an attorney, and I'm giving you your due process. So be sure to download Due Process with me, Judge Janine Pirro, every Monday at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. Yeah, thank you. You into the uh, techno music at all, Drew? Negative. No. Really? Uh-uh. There's no techno opera? No. There's no te techno bone in my butt. <laughs> I'll no, put a techno bone in your body. All right. All right. Uh, Drew's getting punchy because it's Thursday, and uh, as anyone who listens to the show with any regularity knows, Drew checks out about Tuesday, ten forty-five, and that's a that's a late week. Yeah, eleven thirty. Yeah. Yeah, you've pushed it back. Really got longevity. All right. Uh, we will play the uh, Doctor Drew shuffle or boogie shuffle. Yeah. The uh, the uh, first and for my money. Um, Nah, I don't like it that much. But we're going to hear it anyway in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Daddy AKUPD, Tempe Phoenix. It is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tonight, uh, the guest is the love that the two hosts find between each other. You know, what's been, what's been mm. going on between us lately? Nothing. We've been, yeah. What are you talking about? We've been pretty hostile to each other. That's not Remember true. We almost, we, 
I'm hostile to everybody now. As soon as I started making some money, I became a big a-hole. No, only recently. <laughs> only recently? They became more obvious recently. But uh, but I've been kind of uh, uh, on your case a little bit, too. And remember, we were going to get a therapist last week, a couple's therapist. Yeah, we need we, counseling. We were having trouble last week. Yeah. Well, I think I've been I, I've been the one that's doing the most amount of uh, writing. But um, you're very passive-aggressive. Really? I hate that. Yeah. Point, if I well, get that way, look point, into that. point it out if I get that. Well, I, that well, I point it out, but then you accuse me of being hostile. <laughs> point it out a little right. more supportively. Supportively. All right. Uh, yeah. If, we, if there are any counselors listening, they may want to. Uh, we may want to book them next weekend. Passive aggressive. Some... I am not passive aggressive. You know That's... how you are. I tell you, like every single night, to uh, get yourself a new magic marker, and you won't do it. It's fine. We got to do it here. Yeah, because Mike brought one in. You don't do it every night. You go for the Kleenex box. Uh, you know, after we start on the air. Always with the um, uh, racial jokes. You know how I hate those. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, the Dr. Drew Shuffle is something that uh, Engineer Mike put together, geez, some time ago, probably over a year, and it's based on all those uh, OCCDs. Oh, no, wait a minute, OCDDs, the out-of-context Drew Drops, which I used to have a lot of fun with uh, on this show until... The cart machine went on the fritz, and uh, Westwood 2, being the company they are, hasn't uh, seen fit to re either repair it or replace it. Is that uh, better run? True. Uh, don't interrupt me while I'm talking to Engineer Mike. Is is that uh, is that accurate, Engineer Mike? I I can't figure out what is up with this dump. I, I swear, you know... Uh, well, the, that and I don't get paid for doing these. So. Yeah, we don't really... We only I haven't have like had a lot of free time lately. We have half an engineer. Uh, we have an engineer with um, uh, corporal tunnel syndrome and Epstein-Barr virus. And now he's working on the Lycus show, which is it. Oh, he loves that Lycus. Thank God he's got someone who loves him. The point is, is uh, you know, the equipment they have here... Uh, if, if those of you who listen to the show every night... Um, Try to picture in your mind's eye what the studio looks like. And whatever you're picturing, I want you to step it down about 700%. I mean, picture, uh, rem remember in MASH, when Radar would get on the horn and uh, try to talk to, um, you know, uh, Tokyo for yeah, uh, range I, I, of leave? I wish we had a nice studio like that. Yeah. That, Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, boy, that's beautiful. Uh. He had that, uh, you know, old cloth wiring and everything. But uh, we leave the door open uh, here because uh, well, I'm scared something's going to burst into flames at any moment now. We're the only uh, place in Los Angeles that doesn't have a dat machine. Oh, please, it's Westwood 2. What a dump. And no pride. Not an ounce of pride do those people have. How long have I been bagging on uh, the chairs in this studio, Drew? And our poor guests who have to sit with their ass actually lower than the slab of the building. I've not figured out where they found they they got Houdini's chairs in here. Their ass is lower than the carpet is. I don't I, I still can't mathematically figure that one out. And the mic is usually way it's like a like a, a ring announcer. <laughs> Poor bastards have to looking up into this thing like um shooting a porn movie or something. Uh, anyway, so anyway, that's a fabulous uh, Westwood 2, no pride. Uh, the reason Drew and I have good chairs is because a listener gave it to us and um when we leave, I guarantee you these chairs are uh, going with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, Engineer Mike, I saw somebody sitting in uh, my chair the other day and didn't appreciate it much because I do not want Westwood 2 to benefit one ounce from these chairs. 
I gotta spread some kind of like uh, Ebola virus or something. Could I do that? I got. Well, I want to put some of my own fecal matter on it or something. I want to pollute this chair so that only I can enjoy it. Because it just saddens and sickens me to think that the Westwood Two folks would benefit at all from the chairs that our generous listeners gave us. There's two decent things in this entire studio. It's these two chairs, and neither one of them Westwood Two produced. All right. Now that I've gotten myself fired, ah, come on, Andrew, Mike, stop kissing ass to the man. You know you love it. All right, uh, let's hear the uh, OCDDs uh, put in the form of a uh, rap compilation by the once-motivated engineer, Mike. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. If I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. Asshole. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Makes me sick. You're fat. Asshole. You're fat. Can I say that? You're fat. You're overweight. I want to be dominated. You're gay. I want to be dominated. You're gay. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? This is not acceptable. Can I say that? You're fat. Not acceptable. Pee on this stick. Boiled peyote button. Not acceptable. You're overweight. Can I say that? Can I say that? Give me the faggot better run one more time, Mike, please. I, I beg of you. It's still I my like, favorite. I like his second thing better. All right. But, all right. Faggot better run. Thank you. I'm but in I'm, pain. My breasts hurt. <laughs> I'm old school, though, Drew. Ever since I stopped taking Depo-Provera, I've been lactating. <laughs> he wants to groom this child for his uh, you know, abuse farm. <laughs> that that is uh, actually that that's almost better than the faggot better run the uh, grooming for the abuse farm. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, back to the phones we go. Uh, we have to talk to Hillary again. Hillary, hello. You're 25. Tell Anna, tell Anna about your ill. Hillary is. A I, I know she has a grave uh, condition. She's a 25 year old with a congestive cardiomyopathy. She's a, a, a virologist at the University of Chicago, oh. and she has a boyfriend. Who's How come this crap? Uh, why do felons uh, go on forever? It's the law of inverse worth. And here's the somebody more, the with the least the... worthwhile you are, the more likely you are to survive adversity. Oh. Jesus Christ! I, I swear, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could take your condition and thrust it upon hey, even my neighbors. Actually, quite honestly. All right. So anyway, Hillary, you have a, a horrible condition. And my um, boyfriend is withdrawing and freaking you out. You may only have uh, six months. Was it six months to live? Yeah, she's waiting for a cardiac transplant. I know, but I mean, I, 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 I know I, you don't like to be negative, but people listening are, are curious potentially, what the situation I, I, I don't have enough facts to make my own uh, impression about this, but somebody had told her she's that the clock is ticking. And the boyfriend's freaking out and withdrawing, and her instinct is to protect the boyfriend oh. and her family. Her family's across the country, and she has not gotten her family involved in supporting her through this, and she wants to break up with the boyfriend so he doesn't have to go through it. Uh, I mean, such as, I mean, I don't know. But what, so what do you do? You force the boyfriend to be mature. You you confront him and tell him how much you need him. You don't reject him and try to get it to break up. Oh, okay. Just to try to save his feelings. Can you do that, Hillary? I don't know. I mean, he gets very upset. And he cries, and he doesn't want my medication out. He doesn't. He doesn't what with your medication? He doesn't want like to be to see my medication. He wants it like put away. How old is this guy? 
27. What's up with him? I mean, I understand it's a serious situation, but uh, he can't face reality? No, he is. It's just completely freaked out. Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't, you know, maybe this guy's showing his, his true colors you know, here. Maybe when she gets through the crisis and gets her new cart and whatnot. Uh, yeah, but now you know how the guy reacts when the chips are down. He, he starts crying. Well, but he's crying because he, he's upset about what's happening to her. Yeah, but he's being selfish yes. that way. Yes. I mean, he's upsetting yes. Hillary because um, of her condition. I mean, he, he's got to be strong here. Well, but she needs him now. And now's not the time to try to break off with this relationship and start a new one. It's just not possible. All right, so confront the guy, and if he, starts, if he starts crying, just backhand him. Yeah, let him know. Is that all right? Expects. Yeah, well. You know, that's the problem with this country. There's no more of that backhanding. Get hold of yourself. Right. Remember people do that? People it's start like, crying, and you shake them and uh, slap them around a little, and yell, yell, get hold of yourself. Now everyone's got to get some kind of medication. they got to go through therapy. you got to <laughs> coddle them. Oh, man, do I miss those days of the good backhand. Lori. Yes. You're 18. Yes, I am. No. All right, now I'm hanging up on you. Why? Okay, what's your problem? <laughs> um, first, if Hillary's listening, I want to tell her I feel really bad for her, and she'll be in my prayers. Nice. Thanks. Okay. Um, well, I guess this started about a year ago, but um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even longer, um, my boyfriend and I were looking at, like, Playboys and stuff, because um, I've got, like, a really good body and stuff, and he's always saying, you know, I should pose in Playboy, you know, I got the tits for it and everything, but I don't know. Anyways. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you have large breasts, Lori? Yeah. Because uh, for some reason, Playboy has worked the large bosom right out of the equation over the last five years, systematically. Now there are all these, um, you know, Vogue models and these ramp models and these waif models. It's really pathetic. pathetic. It, uh, for some reason, um, they've gone mm, artsy, and you can't have a big set of knockers and, and be considered uh, artistic. It's 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 uh, exploitive. If you have a large chest, that makes me sick. Yeah, I'm pretty upset about it. Yeah, I remember the days of like uh, Candy Loving and Patty Fernelli and uh, you know the the ones of yore, huge chested. It used to be you had to have a big rack to get into Playboy. Now it's uh, you just got to be good looking. So yeah. I don't like it all. Yeah, I'm pretty upset about it too. Yeah, but all right, but anyway. But um, I really like looking at them. And lately, I've fantasized about, like, women a lot. And I consider myself heterosexual. I have a boyfriend, and we've been going out for, like, a year, and I'm in love with him. But I've had, like, a lot of fantasies about women. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, even during sex, I'll think about it. That's okay. And I, I don't know if, like, if it means I'm gay or... It doesn't really mean anything. Mm, women are allowed to fantasize about other women. Well, it's also, healthy. In it's our, in our, when guys do it is when it gets a little weird. In our culture... Women are really sort of symbols of sexuality and eroticism, yeah. and so it's yeah. just an expression of that. I mean, hey, if you're inter interested in, ha in having a relationship with a woman, that's a different issue. Okay, Most I don't, people never picture myself having a relationship okay. with a woman. No, right, so right. just fantasizing. That's right. Now, most people that are uh, sexual think about women at some point, certainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so that's fine. You don't want to get into a threesome. Um, no. No. I fantasize about it, but no. Right. Okay, you're probably you're probably healthy. Well, like just I, the point is, uh, are you making a living with your body? Mm hmm. Are you making a living using your body? No. No. All right. Just uh, wanted to check that avenue. That that would be healthy. Not yeah. to. All right, Lori. Okay. All right. Uh, keep fantasizing. Oh, thanks. You ever fantasize about a man, Drew? Not that I can recall. Mm-hmm. 
You don't want to share that? No. Okay. Keep it to yourself. Scott? Yes. You're 31. Yes. Uh, I got uh, married. I'm 31. I got two small boys. One's four and one's one. My four-year-old, for some reason, is just completely fixated on touching other kids, younger and older. He's very manipulative. Um, what, what do you mean manipulative? He, he'll like, if you try and, if you find him doing it, uh, it's like the first thing that's on his mind every minute of the day. If you, you can't even leave him alone with another child because the very first thing that happens is he's trying to take their pants off and he's trying to get them to do things, touch him. He wants to touch them and explore. And I, I completely understand that, that children will want to explore all the time, but Scott, um, this is obsessive with him. I don't know where to go with this whole thing. Hmm. I, I would start. You're calling from the Boston area? No, I'm originally from from New York, but I'm mm. I'm on the uh, West Coast now. Yeah, I thought it was one of the Kennedys. <laughs> this guy's got a free, he has a career in politics. I'll tell you that right now. He's uh, manipulating uh, not only uh, the minds of people but the genitalia of people. And, and if you can uh, fondle genitalia and uh, fondle emotions, uh, you have uh, those are the building blocks of politicians. He's going to be a great leader one day. Well, I, he's four, but he's going on like eight. He's got the mentality and the wit and the sharpness. Yeah, like you got to stay. Got to get him boozing now. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't understand where it's yeah. generated from. Uh, well, I, I'm, one one uh, commercial daycare for a day just as a trial, and there was an incident there where he had two kids in a uh, sandbox touching themselves, and he came home and told us instantaneously. Um, but this stuff was going on before that, yeah. and I'm thinking maybe this was the uh, fuel that sparked the fire, and just it, it's well, exploding now. Well, I, I'm not sure what this all means, but I think you ought to try some just behavior techniques and use timeouts when he does this. We've done the uh, we've done that. Now, how, how do you separate the guy from his penis? He can do, do his own thing, but the really, it's not appropriate for him to touching other kids, and it's four minutes timeout the moment he makes an overture in that direction. Well, we do. We punish it. him. We put him in timeout. Timeout is our, our punishment. We don't hit him or anything like that. Um, we ask him why he wants to do this, and he just says, because I like it, and we, we teach him about not letting other people touch him, and it's yeah. private, and yeah. not to touch other yeah. people. Yeah. And he just says, I don't care if other people touch me. I like it. And he's four, mm. and he's got this look in his eye like, uh, I don't know... Where he's coming from with all this stuff, and, it's, oh, and I'm going to take him to see a, a a psychologist or somebody to. Uh, uh, I, that's to get what a handle I. On this is a nightmare. Yeah. He's got a little, I would do like that. a demon seed. I don't here. know how to. Uh, I don't know how to get a handle on it enough to I even would. explain to him that it's it's inappropriate. Let alone. <laughs> well, you don't. Uh, you don't rationalize with a four-year-old. You really don't. You try. You try to teach them, but you got to use behavioral techniques, and that is the four-minute timeout. Just walk them in. That's it. Every. Oh, every yeah, what a time. nightmare! I and, couldn't imagine. I'd I'd raise my kid in the, uh, the attic like Anne Frank if uh, if I if they started doing this at school. Well, it may not be. It may uh, not worst, the uh, greatest nightmare is that phone call from the uh, you know counselor or oh. the teacher over the preschool. Uh -huh. uh, little Adam Junior's been exposing himself and yanking off the other kids, and I mean, mm -hmm. what a nightmare! I wouldn't. I'd send the wife to go pick him up if that happened. Uh -huh. Drew, I have another great invention. Uh -huh. You know, you're always worried about kids being uh, sexualized too early yes. and um, touching other kids and, and that sort of thing, like um, uh, Scott Jr. here. How about a anatomically correct doll that's uh, penis shoots out <laughs> cayenne pepper? You know what I mean? Only, so the kid gets like a... Yeah, so it okay, gets like a real negative association yeah, with yes. the penis. Like, yay, and you don't say anything. Hey, I got you this new doll. Hey, have at it. Yeah, go go right ahead. Yeah, enjoy. 
Just picked it up. And the kid, you know, his kid would immediately go for the genitalia. And he'd be yanking on it and looking at it and run, right in the eye. He would roll around uh, clutching his uh, head and, and screaming and crying. A couple it, episodes of that. I mean, that'd be about it with the genitalia. It, it's a hard thing that Scott's dealing with. And I, it may not mean anything. And I would, I would seek professional attention just to see, to make sure you're not dealing with something more important. And, and it's a tough line to walk between not shaming the child for being explore, being curious and not shaming them about their own bodies. Yeah. Or other people being afraid of other people, but also teaching them what is appropriately social, appropriate social behavior and what isn't, yeah. in no uncertain oh. terms. But you know, your kids at that age are like it's 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 like they're pets. You know what I mean? It's like when you're you're talking to someone out on the street and your dog is humping their dog <laughs> or something. I mean, isn't it kind of the same thing? What do you do? I mean, at least with the dog, you can lock them up. You yank the chain. <sighs> I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need like three nannies. And you know what? Uh, when I have a kid, I'm gonna need uh, the nanny, the psychologist, and the spokesman. The spokesman? Yeah, the representative, the PR, uh, the PR guy oh, to go over there. Oh, look what you need. Uh, put a positive hey, spin on things. You need your you need a publicist. Uh, Think about can that. I get a publicist for my kid. He the can publicist. You, can you imagine the bio? The publicist, uh, yes, when he's sure. not yanking off uh, other kids, he's uh, <laughs> getting into his uh, father's pornography collection. Parents weep. Other children sc scream. Uh, we're having a, a good time because uh, every time we have some uh, half-baked uh, celebrity come into Loveline, in comes uh, the bio. And the bio is usually uh, usually cooked up by, um, oh, who's a great fiction uh, writer? Uh, true. Uh, name, we, name me one. Sir Conan Doyle. Sir Conan Doyle? The, you know, the, the Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Whoever wrote Sherlock Holmes. Although it's, uh, these things are a little uh, further away from reality. At least uh, Sherlock Holmes may have been based on uh, some truth. But uh, they come in and uh, they really say things like this on the bio. Uh, if it's about some um, average-looking woman in her uh, mid-20s, uh, her radiance uh, shines so brightly. It's like a uh, the sun uh, at high noon on a uh, hot July day. When she enters the room, uh, men applaud and women weep openly. And I, I think to myself, uh, do they ever read these bios? And if they do, um, how humiliated should they be? Uh, the, the greatest still uh, one of all time was uh, the one we got on uh, oh, yeah, Sonny uh, Garcia, the surfer. It uh, made about eight references to Sonny kicking ass, uh, physically beating people uh, on... The uh, on since, the bio since kindergarten since kindergarten it was uh, the most absurd thing I know and, and Ann doesn't want me to talk about it because uh, the people from um, Gotcha or, or No Fear or something called in anyway all right all right Drew yeah we're gonna go to break okay. why don't you sell the next call and really just take a all beat right. and really no no take a beat and really sell it. I mean, really do it. You're um, going to make a performer out of me. Is that your, is that your, yeah, that's your I want plan? people to come back after the break. Uh, do you think that's good? For them to come back? No, after for me to, to learn how to perform? <laughs> I don't think so. Now, let's not question uh, the motivation, Drew. Just sell Christina's once. 15. Once in your life. Christina's like your kids depended on it. Christina's 15. She hasn't had sex with her boyfriends, but they've messed around, <laughs> and she's concerned that she may have a sexually transmitted disease. All right, I give it a four. Hi everyone, it's me, Rock Matthews, and guess what? I got two big, big shows for you this week. Guess who's dropping by the studio to say hi? This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM, and Ross Matthews is out of this world. Can you believe it? He's going to blow our minds with some 
out-of-this-world stories. And then, guess who we have on Friday? Hey, guys, it's me, Miranda Sings, and you're listening to Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. I know! How crazy is that? She tells us how she became internet famous with a billion followers and even let us talk to her secret best friend, Colleen Ballinger Evans. So be sure to tune in to Straight Talk with me, Ross Matthews, right here on Podcast One. That's podcast com. Hi, this is AJ from The Verve Pipe, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and that sexy Dr. Drew. The Verve Pipe. I think those guys, and those guys are around. I think they're in town doing their record or something. Find them, would you? Can you find them? Sure. All right. Because uh, uh, Brian called me and uh, like three months ago and said he was going to be in town in uh, like a month doing the record. And he'd call me, but he forgot Never to call. Well, you know how it is when you're, you know, you've been there. You're cutting it out. I think they need a reminder. So um, we got to get the verve pipe back on here. I like all those guys. Nice guys. Yes. And um, well, where the hell were we? Yeah, phone number, 1-800-LFEE-191. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Dr. Drew. The show's Loveline. And uh, I want to take this call, Drew. Uh, Brandon. Hello. I hyped the other one. Excuse me? Oh, you did. <laughs> Boy, it was a really effective job you did. Hold on there, Brandon. Christina. Yes. You're 15. Yes. All right. So um, you haven't had sex with boyfriend, but they've messed around. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, we've been together for about a year, and we're like, we're pretty close, right? And he's performed oral sex on me, and um, I was wondering if I could... <laughs> I couldn't imagine performing oral sex Well, on, on a woman at 15. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wish I could have, but uh, I wish I could have performed oral sex on myself at 15. <laughs> And um, I was just wondering if, I, if me... You imagine or, this guy burnt out on oral sex by like 17 and a half? Huh? All right, anyway. Okay, and I was just wondering if me or him could have, like, could catch anything from that. Have like, you either of you been with anybody else? Well, no. Well, I mean, we've been with other people, but we haven't done anything, you know? Right. I mean, if you haven't had sexual contact with another person, it's it's impossible. Well, I, I long for those days when being with other people doesn't uh, doesn't mean having sex with them. I won't well, what, a, what, a, yeah. what a naive time. And it's not impossible to get sexually transmitted diseases. For instance, hepatitis C is something you can track from a transfusion. Oh, or, okay, but should I worry about it? I no. would not worry about it. He can If he had canker sores or cold sores, that sort of thing could transmit a herpes oh, no. virus to you, but that's about it. Oh. I don't know. Would you rather your 15-year-old daughter, uh, uh, would you rather she just have sex? Mm, I can't. Go Hold on, there. picture that, Drew. No. Close your eyes and picture I'll that. I'll kill you. <laughs> I love when Drew spins out whenever I do the uh, family scenario. I think I would rather have my 15-year-old daughter having sex and uh, receiving oral sex for some reason. I haven't quite figured that one out yet. Uh, do you perform oral sex on him? No. <laughs> no, I do not. This guy's ruining it for everyone. What a martyr. <laughs> Jesus. But um, I also sometimes I I get like I don't know I I just wondering if this is like normal like say he'll just like call like five minutes later or something and I get like all depressed and I just think that he does maybe he doesn't care about me or any, anymore or anything. Well, believe me, he cares. If he's uh, performing um, unrequited oral sex on you, he cares. <sighs> this is a man who cares. Am I right, Drew? <laughs> He cares, and believe me, he cares. 
there's no uh, there's no greater gift a man can give to a woman than this. I always do it, but it's like as a, I mean, it's on the I'm on the barter system. And I go down for ten. Uh, you go down for ten. And thank God, it only takes me five. And um, so I don't know. Is that normal though for me to get depressed like that? Well, you're 15, you know, and the hormones are going all over the place. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you know, infatuated or in love with this guy. He's performing oral sex. I mean, yeah, you got feelings. That's fine. Yeah. That's all part of the the um, the wonderful uh, world of uh, love and oral sex. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're fine. You guys are so great. All thank right. you. All right. Okay. Okay. I wasn't doing anything like that at 15. I wasn't doing that at, like, uh, 19. Were you? Oh, yeah, you were, Drew. You had a girlfriend. You had a girlfriend what? When did you get a girlfriend? Like, 16? No. Yeah. First thing you did, huh? No. Come on. <laughs> hey, Brandon. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're 16. What's going on there? Uh, not much. I just want to say I love you guys and listen every night. Thanks. Hey, I was wondering. I had heard you talking at him about your... I don't know, producer or whatever. His, he had to go take his sister's pregnancy, right? A guy we work with on the TV show went down to, like, uh, where'd he go? Lompoc or something. Yeah. And he went down somewhere to videotape his sister giving birth. Yeah, well, you know what? Out of love, I've been asked to do the same thing. And I really don't want to, but... <laughs> Look, set up a tripod and run. Uh, that's what I'd do. I'd put the tripod in the um, in the uh, OR, like, uh, or where do they give birth? Just, sort of like, they have those little helmet cameras. Cam? Yeah, some helmet cam for the dog. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Uh, no, I wouldn't get near that. Uh, I'd, I'd send some, uh, get one of those teams that uh, do, like, weddings and bar mitzvahs in oh, there. No. Pay them 100 bucks and let them uh, do the dirty work. It's like a special thing for my sister. She's like, oh, well, you know, I want someone. She's like, well, you're going to get, like, a whole bunch of pictures of the floor there. I says, you know, I uh, I like shudder with the thought, you know. Ah. And it's just, well, you know, if you love me, you'll do it. Well, if you love me, you'll do it. Well, I mean, you know, pretty manipulative. Around, you know. How old's your sister? Twenty-two. Hey, she's gonna ruin you. No. Have you had sex with a woman? No. Well, that'll be it. You'll be like 15 years of therapy before you can um, even um, receive a hand job without crying. Oh, I know. Believe me, I mean, this is a huge mistake. I'm not going to say, hey, no. No, you should. I'm, uh, look, here's where you compromise. You'll uh, set um, set a tripod up uh, like a week early in the OR. Right, forget about it. Just get one of those cameras they have at like the 7-Eleven in the convenience store with a little time marker underneath Where, it. pray tell, is the father of the child? He's going to be in there. He's going to be coaching her. Well, he can uh, Can he coach and hold too. a handy cam at the yeah. same time? Yeah. Well, I, I, I wish he could, but, you know, when you're sitting there. No, you know what? That's Dad's responsibility. Yeah. It freaks you out too much. You're 16. Well, she, you know, even if it wasn't, she'd still probably want me to be in there. Either. Well, be in the room, but be at the... No, uh, don't be in the don't, room. Don't be at the working end. Don't be on the business end. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that scares me. All right, then don't do it. Yeah, I, I could see, like, being, like, a uh, towel boy or something. I, I might be, like, brow blotter. Uh -huh. That I think I might I might yeah, do. Where you, like, dab the brow with the cotton. I got spray in the forehead. I mean, it's just, you know, they, she asked me. And, you know, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, what's your, where's your dad? Is he around? Well, he flies. He's going to be gone. He's not going to do it? He, well, he, I don't think he'd like it, first of all, because he's just, what do you mean? Even though he considers her, you know, his daughter. What do you mean he flies? 
He's an airplane uh, pilot. Right, he doesn't ever touch the ground. Is he just in like a continuous well, holding not, pattern? They no, refuel no, no, no. in the air. He's not. They, his schedule's going to be too busy. You know. To be around his daughter's, the birth of his daughter's child. Well, no. Well, he's got to, you know, get the shuttle up to Seattle. No, he, huh? he might be up in the air when it happens. Well, I'm sure he can organize his schedule in such a way that uh, <coughs> perhaps he can be around when his don't daughter. Don't exactly has... know when it's coming. We have a. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> Uh, listen, I wouldn't even film a C-section if it was uh, my sister. I don't like it. I don't condone it. I, I don't. I don't like this whole trend of. Uh, it's like who's giving birth here? Please, I. I like the old uh, Fred McMurray in the uh, in the waiting room. You know, pacing around with the other nervous fathers, asking them uh, which one it is for them. And well, like Fred Flintstone. Fred Flintstone and uh, handing out cigars and whatnot. I don't. I don't want to be and in fainting there. when you see the twins. Yeah, and what good does this video do for you anyway, by the way? Who are you going to share it with? No one else wants to see it. And then you show the kid at 15, oh. and uh, boom, it's right back into therapy. <laughs> Engineer Mike uh, suggested taping the uh, conception. Now, that's something I could get behind. All right. So this is the world's worst idea. Drew, you didn't videotape any of the kids, did you? No. Yeah, why do they need to see that? Mm -mm. Yeah, freak them out. I'd freak out if I saw myself coming out from between my mom's legs. Too, it seems too intrusive to me. Yeah. It's, it's too much. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a, a videotape them on the toilet or something. It's, 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 uh, give the woman some privacy. Amy, you're 19. I like the days when they just went down to the river. Was that where they gave birth? <laughs> Had like an animal uh, lick them clean or something. Water or a bucket. Yeah. Yeah, those are the days. Amy. Hello. You're 19. Yeah. Hey, uh, Amy? Yeah? If you're giving birth, would you want your brother standing there with a video camera? No way. Yeah, okay. And what if he starts yelling out instructions like, um, okay, um, uh, we all know you're giving birth, uh, no mystery there, but I want you to have fun with it. Uh, let's try it again. <laughs> no way. What's going on, Amy? Oh, I want to ask you some questions to you guys. Do not listen to the radio. Oh, oh boy. So, oh, boy. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, the parade of cards tonight. All right, Amy, I'm hanging up on you now. No. Go ahead. What's up? I'm not. No. I'm putting Amy on hold so she can think about it. Punishment. I um, if more parents acted like I do on this show, we'd be living in a utopia right now, Drew. You see the way the tough love I delve out to my minions? Yeah. And it works so well. It does. When we come back, they're always respectful. The radio's turned down, and they're ready for action. Am I right? Yeah. All right. When we come back, uh, perhaps we'll hear what Amy has to say. Hi, I'm Saffron. I'm Tim. Johnny Glue. We're Republica, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carollo and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And uh, that would be uh, the Mormon rockers known as the Aquabats. Were they Mormon? What were they? Christian. God, that was one of the crampiest shows we ever had, wasn't it? It was uh, awkward. Aquabats came in here, and um, they, they had to stick to the whole Aquabat theme, which was for their, uh, they're from Aquabonia and uh, all this kind of crap, and uh, they couldn't answer questions, and then they just got up and left in the middle of the show because it offended their delicate sensibilities. Here guys wearing uh, wetsuits and plastic goggles, and uh, their sensibilities were... <laughs> were um, offended by uh, the content of the Loveline show. We didn't have, we didn't know what the hell to make of it. I, I couldn't figure out why they got up and left. And then it... Uh, it was like they were overwhelmed. They, they couldn't process. They had to go. 
Well, anyway, they figured they, out... They what, couldn't maintain the Aquabad veneer. <laughs> In the context of these real calls. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> Let's go on. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. Producer Ann's right. They had a superhero image to uphold. Amy. Hello. Hey, you're 19. Yes. All right, what's going on? I have a few questions to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coming on air, I talked to you about masturbation and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think it really can help people out? Mm-hmm. When you say coming on the air, right? Like, okay, going on air, you know, p- making people going on air, uh-huh. talking about their problems. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could really help, like, you know, do you think it would help them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it's helping me uh, finish my house, really. <laughs> Why? You don't think we help people on this show? No, because... I think some people, a lot of people who come out, it sounds kind of like too way of imagination of like a person could do it. Hold on, slow down and repeat that sentence one more time. Okay. This time you use connecting words. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Those those people who come on air. Come on the air, yes. Yeah. They sound. They sort of tend to say something that is um, out of imagination, out of. Something a human could do, or something like that. Mm. All right, that's better. All, All right, right. Let, let's have fun, uh, Amy. Yeah. I'm gonna try this again. We tried it at the beginning of the show. Where are you from? I'm from Korea. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, well, oh. actually. I swore she was from Downey. What do you mean? No. All right. Uh, so, but are are you offended by the show's content, or you just don't get it? Oh no! It's not that I'm offended. Or I'm not. I don't get or anything that. It's just that. What if like some people just come out on air just to come out on air? You know. Why would they just uh, divulge this uh, sensitive information on the air? Yeah. Well, I don't have anyone else to tell it to. Mm, things like that. Because I I don't know. Okay. If a person repeats mm. something over and over, like masturbation. Yeah. Okay. I've had enough, Amy. You had enough, Amy? Oh, who cares? All right, uh, Drew, I'll pick the next call, you bastard. Ashley. Hello? Hey, you're 14. What's going on? Oh, wow, this is really cool. I'm actually talking to you guys. All righty. Where are you from, Minnesota? No, I'm from Riverside, California. Are you you, uh, making up this call like Amy alleges? Huh? Is that what she was alleging? Yes. No. All right, what's your question, Ashley? Well, um... I gave my boyfriend all sex, and now he's he's getting, like, really weird. He, like, says that I'm flirting with people and that I'm, like, looking at people weird. You know? How old is your boyfriend? He's 15. Is this the first boyfriend you've had? No. Have other, have other boyfriends behaved like this ever? Um, not really. Well, but you notice this only after you give him oral sex? or no, since, since you've done uh, it. I was getting to that. Since you've given him oral sex? Yeah. He was a, a perfectly content guy, or he wasn't um, accusing you of flirting never, or cheating. He never said anything before. It's just symptomatic. Uh, of, well, look, mm. it's just symptomatic of how close people no. become when they're physically intimate, and their relationship no. has evolved to a point that no. he can't handle it. Now I know what's going on with this guy. What? He's realized that she can perform this on him, oh, and sh- and now he's thinking. Oh, what kind of girl is she? Oh, uh, perhaps she's uh, performing this on others. Maybe in the past. Uh, maybe there's. You see, what I mean, he's realized what she's capable of. That's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying, Ashley? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Wait, say that again. He 
All right. All right. This is true. This is what happens in relationships sometimes. When the relationship becomes sexual, then you start thinking of the person in a uh, sexual way, and then you realize, like, here's the way relationships work. You meet someone and you're really into them, and you think, boy, this is great. What a great person. They're good-looking, good personality, so on and so forth. And all you can think about is having sex with them. And then you do have sex with them, and then all you can think about is, how many times did they do that with other guys before me, or uh, who else are they having sex with? Because all of a sudden, they're now sexually active. Yeah. Okay. See, you've, uh, you've, el uh, you've entered the realm of oral sex, and now every time he sees you, he sees a stranger's penis in your mouth. <laughs> Would that be fair, Drew? No, he's no. just involved and he's he's overwhelmed and it's you know whatever sort of focus it takes, it's that he doesn't want her being with somebody else. So you run out of steam, aren't you? Well, is oh, he ever gonna stop? You're done with this show tonight, aren't I'm you? I'm not done, but I'm. I tired. think you're done. Yeah, Ashley, you need to stop performing oral sex on him. Okay. All right. I guarantee a, a 180 degree turnaround in his attitude. Wouldn't you say? You stop doing that? Stop it. Mm, then he'll maybe get more jealous, think she, think she is carrying on with somebody so else. So you're saying that the 14-year-old should double down no, on their No, I'm just saying sex? that they need, to, they need to realize that they're in a very intense relationship at a rather young I, age. I don't know. See, I don't believe I, the 15-year-old male mind is, is equipped to cope with oral sex That's on right. any kind of regular That's basis. Right. I really don't. That's right. Thank God I didn't get any oral sex at 15. That's basically true. Well, let me rethink that. I, but God knows what I would have done. I, I was already pulling D's in school. I, I probably would have. I'd probably still be in high school. God knows how, how far I would have regressed. As it was, I was doing nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But if, if you're going to do nothing, you might as well have someone's head in your crotch. All right. But I don't think a 15-year-old mind is, is ready to cape, um, ready to cope with this. Mm -hmm. Do you? I, I think it, I, and I think it's the, also the relationship, the how intense that becomes for these young people. Daniel, I couldn't even uh, look at the back of the sports page and see the Vegas showgirl uh, ads at fifteen without spinning out of control. Danielle, uh, I mean Danielle, sleeping. Oh really? Oh, been on hold for a hundred and five minutes. Potter up, Mike. You hear? Her? Yeah. Let me try and wake it up. Daniel! I mean, Danielle! <laughs> well, we'll just keep her on hold and take another call. Uh, what was her problem, Drew? Repressed memories of rape. Hmm. You want to give her some sort of uh, sub subliminal message to try to try to work it out? No. Nah. I'm afraid what you might do to her. Poor girl's probably dreaming about it right now. Jake. Yeah. You're 24. How you doing? Good. What's up? Um, well... I've been in a relationship for about four years, and my wife is a dancer out here in Utah, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, we're just getting separated at the time, or right now, mm -hmm. and she kicked me out of the house, and now I'm back at my mom's. We have a seven-month-old baby, and her reason for the separation is uh, four years of mental abuse. Oh, boy. Four years of mental abuse perpetrated well, by who? On and off for me, and and, it's, and uh -huh. the thing is, is I know things that I do, and I don't know how to. I, I mean, I know when I'm doing them, mm -hmm. I just don't know how to overcome them. What kind of stuff do you do? Well, 
I'm like, I don't know if it's an excuse, but I mean, I'm like three quarters Italian. When I fight, no. I get really yeah. verbal. Listen, I'm uh, three quarters Italian, and uh, it's all I can do from nodding off during an argument. I mean, I can barely get out of bed in the morning. Right. Uh, have you ever let, uh, met a less passionate uh, ID than me, Drew? No. I have no passion in me at all. I really don't. I've never uh, kissed a foot or uh, stroked hair. I don't do any of that stuff. Well, I'm so uh, forget about the nationality. Yeah. What's the other quarter? Um, Swedish. Yeah, that that's a great equalizer, the Swedish blood. Well, it's more that he was treated badly. Yeah, he, he I saw, think... He saw his parents fight and scream and yell, and he was... I had a lot and... of kind of mental abuse myself. Right, right. of course. My, I never had a dad. Right. And I've just gotten to know my dad lately, and we kind of got in an argument lately, and he wrote me a letter from Italy telling me he doesn't want to be my father anymore. Uh, oh, nice. Well, he never really was your dad, was he? No, I mean right. he's a, he's a I mean he plays head games like I do. Oh, screw that guinea! I swear to God, I hate so, everybody. I, mean, I feel like I'm trying to you know I'm I'm really in love with my wife, and I don't want. Well, to. What, what kind of dancing does your wife do? I mean, she's a stripper. Totally nude? No, pasties, g-string. Pasties? Yeah, they don't allow topless out here in Salt Lake. That's okay, uh, reason uh, 105 not to live in uh, Salt Lake. Pasties? Yeah. Wow, with tassels? Well, yeah. Hmm. I think I could get into the novel end of that at least for a while, but eventually uh, I'd be wanting to see what's under the pasties. Yeah. What if the pasties um, were nipple-shaped? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, w what if technically you had pasties on, but they were almost prosthetic nipples? <laughs> what do you think the law would do with that? Um. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What about that, Drew? Uh, look at me. I, I don't You're not a lawyer. Creativity in such uh, useful ways. Hmm. I mean, what do you think I should do? About I came up, by the way, uh, Jake. Like when your wife was pregnant, uh -huh. she could have still danced with my invention, which was the uh, third superfluous nipple that you stuck onto her uh, enlarged belly, which looked like then a third breast was growing out of her abdomen. <laughs> All right. Wh wh what is the question, Jake? Um. Basically, what what to do i mean i have i i have the seven-month-old baby and i'm all right she's been going out every night i think maybe oh, venting, but she's been going out every night till five or six in the morning <laughs> they're, they're both of you need oh, some boy. work i mean i'm we're both going to counseling oh that's okay. good all right but right, here's the going. deal jake keep going you, you don't want to make the same mistakes your dad makes but uh, but they beckon i mean that's the way it works it's, it's sort of in in your fiber to do it but you know what's going on Mm -hmm. And uh, just because you know what's going on doesn't mean you can stop, but uh, you're well on your way to stopping. See, now she's looking in these books about my, uh, like, I'm Sagittarius and she's a Virgo. And oh, boy. Oh, please. Oh, please. Uh, listen, I'll oh. tell you, anybody who's into astrology shouldn't be able to have kids. Yeah. Uh, that's the cutoff point for me. Uh, you're, uh, uh, we're, uh, Hey, you imagine that uh, your father and I weren't compatible because um, he was an Aquarius with like a three-quarter moon in his ass, and uh, I'm Virgo, and uh, well, that's really why things didn't work out. I mean, could you imagine? It's like a kind of mumbo jumbo uh, spooling out of a parent's mouth. Ridiculous. It's what? Ridiculous. Thank you. Take one last call, quick. Mm, really? Yeah, real quick. 
All right. Uh, listen, but he needs Jake needs to focus on the kids so the kid doesn't come out like kid, him yeah, and his mom. The kid and continue their therapies. Here's yeah. the goal of all parents. Don't have your kids come out as screwed up as you are. Yep, that's right. Yeah, the world would be a better place in three generations. Jim. Jim? Yeah. What's Jim. going on? What's going on? Um, I, I'm actually going to be writing a script. I'm here in L.A. <laughs> and I'm writing a script on uh, about an alcoholic father. And I'm going to use the title that Dr. Drew said, the inverse uselessness law. No, no, law of inverse worth. Yes, that's a, that's going to be the title. And yeah. I, <laughs> you're going to see a movie someday and... That's where I got the title from. Well, the law of everything. And let me tell you something. Where'd, where'd you get that? Where'd when we were in medical school, we, we'd kid about it. In medical school, we'd see these these criminals, gang-banging, you know, uh, violent criminals coming in with bullets wedged in their brain. They'd walk out three days later, and an old lady would be caught in a drive-by, would get shot in the leg and throw a blood clot and die. And the, the, and it would be the nice, most wonderful, sweetest little woman you've ever met. And she'd be dead. And the a-hole, criminal, despicable person walks out three days later. Uh, and started calling it the law of inverse words. I believe this is not just coincidence, but uh, that stupid people are almost like roaches. In that, you know, you put them in the microwave, you step on them, you hit them with a slipper, and they just keep going. Yep. Stupid people have the ability to do that because I think their like central nervous system is not as evolved. Is smart people. So the you know the pedophiles and the criminals and the gangbangers, they're able to take a bullet or two and just keep chugging along. You hear these people talking about it all the time, like stupid people. Yeah, I got shot and I didn't even know it until I got home. You never hear a smart guy like hey, yeah. Smart guy's dead. Yeah, you uh, Einstein uh, uh, step on a toothpick, he'd die immediately. You'd go into shock. Am I right, Drew? Yes. Law of fourth. Hmm. I wonder if I got a bullet in me. Anyway. All right, Drew, you've, you're done. Go home. I'm toast. You're out of show. All right? Peel out. Uh, make the sparks uh, when you hit the street. That's my favorite part of the show is when Drew peels out of the Love Line parking lot. All right, Drew? Yeah. Your excuse. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, see you Sunday? Yes. Say about 10 Yes. All right. We'll be back. Meanwhile, as the faceless... And Adam Carolla, and you're listening to Love Line on Arizona's Real Rock, 98 right. KUPD. Well, Sunday night, uh, G- Getty Wannabe, who's uh, Getty Atanabe? Watanabe? Oh, for Christ's sake, Ann, please. I can't read that crap from here. You know him as Long Duck Dong. I know him as Long Duck Dong, too. I actually think his folks call him that. He's going to be in here. He's now on um, ER. Oh, he's on ER. Does he have a speaking role? He's not a cadaver or anything? Okay. He plays the barfing guy? Oh, okay. i got to start watching that show. When's it on? Okay. 10 o'clock? Oh, okay. That's too bad. All right. So uh, he'll be here, and then uh, it's just a whole can. Who's coming up next week? This is a cavalcade of celebrities. Is it not, Producer Ann? Joey Lawrence, oh, Christina Applegate. Oh, that's huge. Um, Bush, Pearl Jam. Wow. And uh, Jim Morrison. The Rolling Stones might stop by, too. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, and that's just uh, Tuesday, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be a huge week. And uh, Drew may even uh, show up. So, I want to thank the uh, beautiful Lisa, the lovely Sherry, and, of course, the Angular One producer, Ann, for putting her feminine stink on the show. And who could forget the one-nut wonder, Engineer Mike? Oh, yeah, actually, I did forget about him. So, until next time, this is Adam Corolla for the uh, long-departed Dr. Drew saying mahalo. My lover likes me a lot, but sometimes I'm scared because he's very active. He gives me oral sex. I just give him 
the hand. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. But if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright in Stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.